All right. So Speakers Magazine, this is a show today with Trina Ramsey. If you can see her there, she was in the December issue of Speakers Magazine, but she was also part of Speak, Sell, Shine. What is that all about? So we'll kind of tell you a little bit about her journey and how she got to where she is now as the author, speaker, uh, Just Do You Institute, LLC, and all of those things. But Trina is really going to give you a little bit about, especially for women, empowerment, career tips, all the things that have to do with nonprofit leadership, just, just, uh, just a lot of things, right, that I want you all to really get out of uh, talking with Trina. So we'll be right, right after this and I'll bring her up. So before I bring her up, because I really don't like sometimes to read the bio of someone while they're there because they kind of feel like, oh, okay, she's just going on and on about me. But I want to go on and on about her before you bring her up. So she is really a uh, a senior consultant, executive coach, author. Uh, She is a true people person who is passionate about helping leaders reach their highest potential, identify, pursue their dreams. She comes with over 20 years of experience and nonprofit management, including five years as a C-suite executive for over 15 years, leading franchising team, fundraising teams, not franchising teams, uh, helping to ensure that national, regional, and local nonprofits are financially secure in order to fulfill their missions. Trina has built a track record for over a couple of decades as an executive career and life coach, supporting leaders in their own journey and really optimizing their work within their teams. One of the things she has a book called Just Do You, a declaration of independence from guilt, obligation, shame. It's available on Amazon. And she has a new program called Sweet Freedom, which helps women in particular build a tactical roadmap and plan of action to embrace their dreams and release what no longer serves them. Trina has also contributed three other best-selling books on women's leadership, overcoming shame, and underlearning and unlearning self-defeating thoughts and behaviors. So that's a mouthful, right? Because there's a lot of stuff going on with Trina. So I'm going to bring her up right now. <laughs> Pam, Dr. Pam Perry. Hello, hello. Uh, so you got to give us the backstory about uh, a lot of things in your life because I know the purpose of why you do what you do probably is where did that start? Where were some of the things that made you think like I need to help women in these areas? Mm-hmm. And so if you could be as vulnerable as you want, you could be as open as you want because I think the lessons that you probably went through that you learned is probably what you're teaching in just do you. Yeah. 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 So honestly, I am, a, you know, the girl from the projects at, at, as it's said and done, I grew up in Western Pennsylvania outside of Pittsburgh in a little town called Johnstown um, and lived there until my mother passed when I was 14 years old. Mm. Um, 
I'm the oldest of three and okay. I have twin sisters who are seven years younger than me. Oh, yeah. So you were kind of like the mommy at that point. Exactly. I was, yeah. I was mini mom. And then my mom went through a lot of challenges with her mental health. And mm -hmm. so she was in and out of treatment, in and out of the hospital. And then she did end up succumbing to suicide when I was 14. Mm -hmm. I didn't and, realize that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So that's a lot to handle mm -hmm. at 14 mm -hmm. just by itself. And then you have your twin sisters who are roughly about seven mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're helping to raise them. And yes. then where was your dad? So I didn't meet my dad until I was um, 48. Wow. So I actually wrote about that in another book. So, okay. so yeah, I, you know, I'm basically a woman who overcame a lot of tragedy when I was young. You know, I kind of check a lot of the boxes in terms of, you know, when we talk about underrepresented, under-resourced youth. And I was also the little nerdy girl, you know, so I was always walking around with, with my head in the book and, you know, I was on the honor roll and in the gifted programs and I ended up going to um, school for information systems. So, yeah, so I, you know, kind of got that message of succeed at all costs mm -hmm. is really what was embedded in me. So one of the things, too, that I find that, um, you know, you're a person with a big heart, a people person you care, and then you're in information systems. So. How did that work? How did that work out? Because that's dealing with computers and, and technology and not dealing with, I guess you do deal with people with anything, but you know, most of the time you're dealing with the technology. Yes. Yes. Well, I basically realized my, my family, I will also want to say grew up in Detroit after my mom passed and my um, family took us in and my sisters and I got divided, but my, my cousin Annette, was my mom's first cousin. And she's the one that like beat down the doors of Cass Tech, talked to colleges. Like she was my fierce advocate and she's mm -hmm. the one who really helped me to, to thrive. And, you know, at that point it was like, you're smart. You should go to school for computers. And I was like, well, okay. And, uh, and I, I guess Cass Tech, that's what it's known for, right? So it's technical. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I went to yeah. Cass too. So I know what you're saying. Cause we, everybody went to Cass was like, we got to do something with computers. It's technical. <laughs> Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but you know, so I went through college, got my degree, and I landed, you know, a job at IBM, which I thought I made it, you know, big mm -hmm. blue. And I was a marketing rep. So I wasn't super technical. It was really about sales. Stuff came in. And then I really only lasted three years there. I made the 100% club, but I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling corporate America. I was in Milwaukee at the time um, selling to a manufacturing uh, clientele and, you know, a little black woman in her 20s. You know, you got these grizzly white men were like, what you going to tell me about man? You know? yeah. right. <laughs> That's a whole nother book. <laughs> exactly. Oh exactly. Oh but um, the what I went through as a child really helped me realize that I had something in me to pay forward. The people mm -hmm. that helped me, the programs that supported me and my sisters all the way through education programs, all of those are things that I benefited from. And when I realized that I was didn't really fit the corporate or the, the computer mode, then I ended up transitioning to nonprofit. Nonprofit. Yeah. They always say that nonprofits have a, a softer culture 
that the mission is what drives them, not necessarily the money or uh, that kind of thing. I mean, it is people are people. They're going to be people. But typically people who are drawn to uh, nonprofit work. You know, I worked as a PR director with the Salvation Army. The people who work there is because they want to make a difference or if it's a museum, even it's like, okay, well, the, you know, the African-American museum is bigger than us. This is, it's about legacy. So you'll find people that have a little bit more, um, a little bit more concern about people. And so that's where you kind of landed. And that's where you kind of felt the, uh, at this point, using your gifts and skills about really talking and, and being a people person. So let's talk about the whole field of fund development because nonprofits can't can't exist without money. So you do have to go and ask the people who are working in the IBMs for the money, right? Exactly. And that's where my IBM background set me up very well. I went through sales school and like learned about, you know, negotiating, finding the win-win and mm-hmm. getting resilient around no, mm-hmm. not taking it personally. Mm-hmm. being numbers oriented, being driven. So when I did transition into a nonprofit, the clearest fit was to go the fundraising route and it served me very well. See, that's one of the things too that I realized that people don't understand that fundraising is basically sales mm-hmm. in the nonprofit world. <laughs> that's what it is. That's selling people on the mission. You're not selling them stuff, but you're selling them on the mission. And it can be pretty stressful because from what I remember being at the Salvation Army, you have a goal. Mm -hmm. It's like you would have a sales goal. And it's like, how much did you bring in? How much did you sell? If you do this event, is it going to net? I mean, that. so it's very similar to what you said, like your IBM background and sales training, but just in the nonprofit realm because you're selling a mission instead of a product. So that's really good. So where's the part where the shame comes in because you find that women have a lot of shame. I think we talked about this where, you know, you're helping them with leadership. And uh, you also said you had some leadership roles in the pharmaceutical industry is, I'm sorry. No, the, you host, it's wrong, wrong page there. That was Yolanda. <laughs> we didn't have that. Okay. So, because th- th- just so that, you know, Speak, Sell, and Shine, there's about 20 of them. And she was one of the 20. And so in the December issue, all of them were featured in this issue. And so uh, Trina was on one side, Yolanda was on the other. So I was reading the other page. So so one of the things you talk about guilt, um, obligation, the things that women feel like they're obligated and shame. So give me a little bit of background about how how does that play into what you're doing now in terms of just do you? Yeah. Yeah. So I really think, and I have to shout out my book publisher, Kim Brown at Minerva Rising. She's the one, this is my book. Oh, cool. The one that mentored me through this entire process. And we look just like Doug and Doug to really get everything clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really that kind of like that trifecta of those things that are hidden inside that can stop us from being our best. And so, I mean, I was just on another show yesterday and we talked about being a parent and, you know, your, your kids can guilt trip you no matter how old they are, even when they're Mm -hmm. adults, you know, there's a Mm -hmm. whole lot of guilt related to that. And then of course, I think women are very socialized to overperform give, give until it hurts. And then even if you like flat on your back and someone says, well, what else have you done for me lately? It's like, (laughs) 
And I think that, especially for Black women, I mm-hmm. think Black women are really, uh, the expectations for us is to be, quote unquote, the strong Black woman. It's like, I can just pile, pile through anything. You know, I'm, I'm strong. I'm capable. I can do it all. You know, this and that. I'm taking care of the family. I'm doing this and this and this. And it, and it really can be, a lot of people can have mental uh, meltdowns because of it. A lot of people leave the corporate world because of it. Uh, divorces are high. I mean, it's just a whole lot yeah. when they're dealing with guilt, obligation, and shame. And um, and even they, they won't flourish in business, the same thing, because maybe they're not uh, accustomed to asking for the sale exactly. because they don't feel confident or they feel you know, a a sense of like, well, if I ask for the sale too much, they won't like me or, you know, it's a whole lot of things that women stuff that women deal with that I would say that men probably don't even think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. They're not socialized that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's not, you know, we're not a monolith, of course, you know, there's women that are built different and some men that are, you know, built with more you know, softness and empathy and things like that. Mm-hmm. But in general, we are the ones who are cleaning things up, who are fixing things, who are, mm-hmm. you know, not giving ourselves permission to take care of ourselves, even when we're like in pain, in deep pain. Mm-hmm. We're still mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I could just put my makeup on and power through and go cry when I'm on my lunch break and then come back and put the mask back on and keep it going. Yeah, the mask. That's one of the things too. When you're doing executive coaching, do you uh, help women take off the mask? Because the thing of it is, if they're truly who they are, they're Mm -hmm. just doing them. Sometimes they're afraid that I might get fired. Mm -hmm. People may not like me. You know, the whole dynamics would change if I come in there today and say, "Okay, no, this is how it's going to go down today." Mm -hmm. My my executive coach Trina said. So give us some examples of how people have transformed when they're working with you or the aha moments that they saw. Yeah, yeah. So and it, it's really important to to understand how insidious it can be internally. And mm-hmm. so I have um, I have a client, I have a couple of clients who just walked away from very lucrative careers. I have mm-hmm. one who she was um, somebody, you know, I'm not going to call her out right now. But somebody you know who was at the, she was on partner track at an accounting firm. Wow. And she, her hub, her blood pressure was off the roof. She was just oh. really. That um, stroke, that stroke yeah. area at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Of, her feet were like balloons, you know, her feet yeah. were swollen mm-hmm. and she was, she was following the money, but she also had this passion for movies Mm-hmm. And for sci-fi, so mm-hmm. you probably know who I'm talking about now, Sabrina. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, we had one weekend where we had a like a real kind of come to Jesus conversation. And they still tease me about this to this to this day, where she actually it was Sunday, and it was a retreat. She hadn't mentioned it all all weekend. And then she was like, oh, yeah, on Monday, I'm having this this conversation about being partner. And I was like, excuse me? What do you mean? You know, like, do you really want more of the same? It's right. right. You're going up and up and up, but you're getting more of the same. Exactly. Exactly. So she literally pulled back from that, put in her notice, flipped that relationship to a vendor relationship so that she could be doing things on her terms. Part of what freed her up to build that 
that enterprise and Sci-Fi Sisters and Cinnamon Cinephile, it's all because she was willing to say yes to herself and stop being on autopilot. That reminds me. So being able to say no takes courage. And oh, so yeah. coach can help you through that. I had a a friend that um, was high level in the, in the PR field and she had to do a series of interviews. She's looking for another position of you know, upper level C-suite position. So she had recorded an interview on Friday and then she had to do another interview with the CEO. Then she had to do an assessment. Then she had to interview with the CEO. Then she had to go out of town and interview with another person. And it was just like relentless. And this is a woman that has almost 30 years experience, right? Mm-hmm. And And she was like, you know what? I'm going to withdraw. Yeah. It's just like, if they're taking me through this, before I even get there, like what is it going to be there? Be like when I get there. Exactly. It only intensifies. Exactly. And so she knew. I mean, the reason why she's looking for another position because we really need to take our health into consideration. Mm-hmm. We want to be in a in a place where we can be ourselves. That's mm-hmm. that's really you know that's what your book is about. Just do you. You want to be exactly. yourself, and you will thrive when you're doing it. And you want people to value who you are. You don't want to keep changing exactly. yourself, and you know this and that or whatever. And and so she just went through. She says, you know what, I'm good. And it was like, oh, you know, we're sorry. We've got like 40 candidates. 40 candidates. You sit. But you're you're taking through all of that. Yeah, every 40 candidates. You're taking them through all this. I, you know, and I'm thinking like, mm, I don't know if they really are or not. So that's a whole other thing that maybe Black women deal with. It's like, are you really taking all 40 candidates through that? Or are you just doing it to this person? Hello. So yeah, that that's that's one of the main things too. The other thing that I think that when you are um, you're doing some uh, webinars. You're doing uh, speaking at different stages and things like that. So what do you find is like your passion point now? Because at this point now, you're kind of like rebuilding or relaunching Mm -hmm. uh, just do you institute. So what are the things that you're passionate about now that you've got cooking on the on the stove now? Awesome. Awesome. So the thing I'm really excited about and you alluded to it, but I, I ended up walking away from the nonprofit career back in October. Mm-hmm. So I, this is my first time. A little bit after this, right? Exactly. After, exactly. I don't know if this was a catalyst or this was the. Me saying yes to it was part of it because I was in a conversation about, I can't afford Pam Perry. I'm not ready yet. It, you know, and last year was when I got my LLC and mm-hmm. I just really decided, okay, if, if it's up to me, to move forward, I have to put my butt on the line. I had to walk my talk. You know, I talked about- And you about invested. Okay. You invested. You were yes. at the press club, just so the people know, we were at the press club for two days. Uh, she got to meet Willie Jolly, uh, all the other trainers, Dr. Cheryl Wood, and just seeing other people doing what you were aspiring to do. Yeah. And, and really just like, how do you do it? You know what the what is, but how? How do you put it together? You know, my website, what does that have to look like? I need new pictures. I need to put it, you know, and it's just like, once you said yes, I'm like pushing you. It's like, okay, yep. well, get on this program. You need to speak with this person. You need to connect to that person. You need to, and that's, and and remember Shonda Rhimes did a book called uh, The Year of Yes? Yes, yes. That One of my favorite is, books. Oh my God. I mm-hmm. said, you know what? This is a thing because we're so afraid sometimes of just stepping out of our comfort zone. Yep. And I'm at an age now where I find so many people where I'm going to that are up in age in my high school that have passed 
and and I'm going to funerals a lot and I'm looking and I'm thinking like at this funeral, it's like, did they really live the life they wanted to live? And and then I just put it to me, am I really in the, living the life that I want to live? Like even to do the thing at the press club was a big risk because I'd never did it before. It was a small group of people. I didn't really know you before then. You know, it was just, it was just like, okay, it was a big risk. But you, in order to win, we have to risk something. Exactly. We could stay in the cave and, and, exactly. and be safe or we could live life and just, you know, what they say, we could fail forward. But it's we're going to move forward. We're going exactly. to move forward. So I really appreciate that you did say yes, that you came, you learned, you networked. Um, and then also too part of Ready, Set, Go, Speak, where you're not done with me yet. Or you're here with me for a whole nother year. Uh, and, and I will from time to time. Um, some of them will say, you know, talking to Pam, I got a, I got a PR beat down, you know, she's <laughs> telling me certain things about my brand I have to do, but it's all in love because it's like, we're going, we're stretching up higher. And I want everyone, if, if someone says, what, what do I need to do in order to move forward? It's like, these are some of the things. And like we go to Trina, TrinaRamsey.com. Very easy to say. That's your name. It's great. They're going to go to the website, right? Because now it's, if we Google your name, we're going to find that site because it's it's in your name. It's a keyword to go into that website. So, you know, little things like that, it's like, but I spent a career in nonprofit. I don't really know all this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if now, if I need some fundraising advice, I know who to go to, right? That's like, that's what you do. So I always say to people, we do need those mentors and things like that, or coaches, you know, like you did with Sabrina. I mean, I guess looking at Sabrina, I knew what her passion was, but she had to, she had to sell herself on herself because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that it was just like such a natural. And then it's, then I think it started blowing up when she's really started walking into it. Yes. yes. And then she was surprised, but we weren't, we knew it all the time. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. That's what exactly. you were supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, 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 that is like the main thing. So you've got that uh, cooking on the stove. Uh, doing the things with the the, the rebranding of the the relaunching, and uh, you're doing webinars. So you have a webinar coming up now, or tomorrow? Or just- actually, yeah. Tomorrow. So okay. What the the cool thing about this moment is, I can can take my 25 years of nonprofit experience, my 15 years of coaching experience, and pull them all together. Where before I was kind of like disjointed. <laughs> You know, yeah. I was like this today. I'm the coach today. I'm the fundraiser. And uh, certainly I was coaching internally, you know, as as a leader. Right. right. Having right. Those skills or whatever. But now I'm actually able to offer my services to nonprofit leaders. I do believe that nonprofit leaders also have a lot of the same issues that women have mm-hmm. in terms of being mission oriented. When you think about, oh, you know, the poor starving children, the people who need a Habitat house and nonprofits are typically under-resourced. There are some of them who are not, but many of them are under-resourced, which means that you're stretching yourself, you're spreading yourself mm-hmm. too thin. Um, when you're getting to pre-retirement age, you might be like not ready to have that conversation, but there's some things you want to do, or you might you know, be like me. You have a business on the side that you really have a dream of realizing. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to kind of have those conversations, have someone who gets it. And yeah. understands that like, you're, no, you're not crazy. <laughs> you're not crazy. And you get to choose yourself no matter what. And yes, there are other people 
the the world will be fine and and you can actually contribute in other ways. And so so I'm giving back that way and also doing I have a few clients. I've had two I'm really proud of like two young black women nonprofit founders that I've been able to work with. Yes. Yeah. They they're wearing all the hats. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So being able to really kind of set up like you know, how much is your board helping you? But yeah. let's really talk about fundraising and kind of get into the nitty gritty. There's a nonprofit in in um, Maryland that I'm starting to work with them and their board around really kind of shifting and, and broadening their approach to nonprofits. So I get mm -hmm. to kind of bring it all together. And, yeah. and, and it's really just so fulfilling. And I have to tell you, we alluded to it, but fundraising is a grueling. It is. it is a grueling, it's a grueling uh, career path. And mm -hmm. it, you know, I was having like chest pains, you know, before I came to, to DC in October, I had a little, or was that after I got back? It was some point where I just had to go, I'm, I'm fine. Everything's fine. You know, mm -hmm. but I had to go get it checked out, but it was stress. And, yeah. and, and, you know, nothing so, is worth that. Nothing yeah. is really worth that. Absolutely I mean, not strokes and heart attacks and things like that are, you know, health is important. Self-care, people are talking about that a lot now, but it really is important because I will say though, this is something maybe just in general, baby boomers and Gen Xers and above, they really will work kind of like, I'm going to work and really put work first. Like if I work for a company, this and that, if they call me, you know, my phone is always with me. I'm going to, but when I tell you my millennial daughter or the Gen, Gen Z, mm -hmm. they ain't answering no emails after five o'clock. Right. They ain't doing that. Right. I mean, they're not making as much and they probably don't have as much responsibility, but even then they, th their whole attitude about it is like, my life is my life. And yes. I gave you what I gave you eight hours a day. And so now I'm, you know, and so I remember when I first got out of college, I was like, I'm just going to try and, you know, you got to come in early and you got to stay late. Don't try to do that. That's <laughs> right. And again, black people, I mean, that was indoctrinated in us. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to be twice as good, work three times as hard, you know, in order to yes. prove yourself. Yes. My and that's one yes. of the things. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's why, you know, in my title, Declaration of Independence, because there yes. are things that we've learned that, you know, a lot of the ways that I was walking around in the world, it was working for me because externally, you know, the receipts and everything. However, the quality of life, the, you know, the hiding, you know, in my mm -hmm. case, around the shame around my family mm -hmm. and what I, you know, deemed as wrong or bad. And, you know, mm -hmm. these mm -hmm. are things that I had to like unlearn. And that's why I'm actually writing another book about my mom oh, and my okay. grandmother who oh. died the same year um, from cirrhosis of liver. The so same she, year same at year. 14? Yeah. yeah. So they so, were five yeah. months apart. Yeah. Wow. Now, May, I believe, is Suicide Prevention Month. Suicide, mm -hmm. yeah. So that will be a good time to bring the book out or even just start talking about that, yeah. Yeah. you know, more. Because yeah. just a recent, I mean, one of the shocking things, I think it was last year, was a guy named Twitch who committed suicide. He was like the yes. DA for Ellen and that kind of thing. Or maybe that was 22. But but it just shocked the whole world. Or there was another young lady, too. And so it's like, what is the pressures of um, regular people if the celebrities who we think have it all together 
commit suicide, you know, Robin Williams and things like that. They always say, well, comedians kind of have that whole, you know, where depression Mm -hmm. is a really part of their comedy routine and that's how they kind of get over it. But we're talking about the young lady, I believe it was, she was on a television show, Christy, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. She jumped off a building in New York and it was- um, The beauty queen? Yes, yes, Christy, something like that. And it's just like, wow, we really do need to talk about our mental health and our mental state and not make it so that where it's so dramatic that, that things that shake us. And now we finally talk about it, but talk about it as a regular conversation like we're doing. And, and, and I think everybody needs a coach, a coach needs a coach. Those are people, those are your sounding boards. You know, if you're in business, even though you may be a solopreneur, you can have like a board of directors that kind of, you can run things past. That's just part of life because if you try to keep it all to yourself, and therapy and therapy and I can't say enough about and I I do believe that you know one of I think the pandemic gave us a couple gifts not that many it's a lot but one of them was this kind of elevation of the whole issue around mental health Mm -hmm. and Mm self-care and you know work-life balance and all of these things so so I think that there's less stigma than when I was growing up around Mm -hmm. mental health where I was just so afraid to tell people about my story. Mm -hmm. And now what I'm doing is I'm flipping it. So I did, I have a a medium blog about my book. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it kind of like gives me a place to put things and to promote it and talk. And, Mm -hmm. and so I really have, I have one that's called my mother is my hero and what I've Mm -hmm. learned, you know, so like I'm giving myself permission to embrace this woman who, did the best she could and and for whom I had do have fond memories and there are gifts my brilliance comes from her mm-hmm. she graduated from high school early you know there are a lot of things yeah. that you know I learned from her while she was here and that are part of me mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. so I'm that's a that's a passion project that that I've kind of have picked up and put down, but I've also been on my healing journey to be able to speak more freely about it because I used to not be able to really have conversations without breaking down. Yeah. 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 And so people can find the blog by going to TrinaRamsey.com or is it just medium.com? We go to medium and then my coach Trina. My coach Trina. Okay. So my coach Trina, that's how they can find you. And they can find you that way on your social media as well, because my coach Trina is for your IG. And also my coach Trina, my coach Trina on Facebook and my coach Trina on X. It yeah. used to be Twitter. No good. Right. On, on X. So so those are the things. And then really the the main thing is find all things about uh, just who you institute at TrinaRamsey.com. You could go there as well. But I just um and then tomorrow you're doing, you know, for the people who are watching it not live, but uh, they can actually go to it. I would be doing these webinars on a regular basis. And what's yeah. the name of the webinar? Yeah. So I did, a, I decided, and this is again, me kind of like my coming out rebranding. I decided to do a series of master classes in January. Um, it was entitled make, make 2024 your best year ever. And so mm-hmm. the first one was kind of like that, just do you sweet freedom branding about just choosing yourself and not getting lost in the res- resolutions. The second one, I actually ended up rescheduling because boundaries and like self-care, my own self-care. Yes. Nonprofit leaders. So that's going to happen in February. 
And then tomorrow is all about jobs, careers, reinvention. Oh, okay. All right. Then I will have a couple of friends that I know that are, a lot of people look for new jobs at the beginning of the year. Exactly. So I will definitely make sure that I share the link and they can get the information at TrinaRamsey.com. No. Um. (laughs) Well, they can get it on Eventbrite. Definitely on my social media. And it's it's definitely on Eventbrite as well. Okay. So Eventbrite. So the name of the seminar on that one is called? Um, If you look for Make 2024 Your Best Year Ever. Oh, okay. Make 2024 Your Best Year. So that's the name of the whole series of masterclass. So I will do that. And I'll make sure that I send that link out to them as well. Make 2024 Your Best Year Ever. All right. And so make that declaration to do that. And the book is available at Amazon. The book is called Just Do You, A Declaration of Independence from Guilt, Obligation and Shame. That's on on there as well. And then you've also were in some other best selling books as well where you contribute to as well. So that should probably be all on your author page as well. So if it's not, they are on your author's page. No, they will will be. They will be. Okay, we'll we'll get that together. Yes, we'll get that together. Yes, we'll get that together. And ready, say, go speak. I'm going to show everyone how to get their Amazon author page because just so that you know, Amazon is its own vehicle social media thing as well. So you can blog in, in Amazon. You can sell. You could do lives. I do lives in Amazon. Obviously, you have reviews. It, it suggests other books. You can follow other people. I mean, it's its own little, I don't know, Facebook, I guess you would say. I, it, you know, they they want to be, I mean, because you could stream, you could blog, you do all these things within Amazon. Yeah, no, I do have an author page. I do have Okay, good, good. Yeah, so the author page is where you can find all of the stuff, your blogs and all that kind of thing. So yeah. that's really good. So, well, Trina, well, thank you so much for joining us for empowering women leaders, Um, you know, really just helping, helping um, people to live their best life, like what you said, and just really to uh, step forward. You're speaking on it. Um, I think you're speaking with Rochelle. You have an event coming up with Rochelle. February 3rd. February 3rd. Okay. So oh. people can be sure they do oh. that. And you're Wait a minute. I always mess it up. Big, bold, and unstoppable. unstoppable. Saturday, Saturday yeah. February 3rd. That's also going to be on my Facebook. Um, I'm sharing that everywhere. But, but on your, on your face. Yes, okay. On All right. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So, yes, yeah, so we want to make sure that we do that. So I knew you were doing a lot of things. So I'm so glad that you came on today and and um, I will be checking your webinar out tomorrow because I just wanted to see how it is and do some screenshots of it and share it out for you as well. You're the best. All right. Cool. cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Trina. Thank I will you. Thank soon. you. Yeah. All right. You take care. Bye bye. Okay. So that was Trina. Trina is really doing it. So make sure you follow Trina Ramsey, my coach Trina. That's what she is across all social media platforms. Keep up to date with her. She's doing the thing. So make sure that you do that. And you can read read more about her, obviously, in Speakers Magazine and see her speaker reel. Uh, She's on page eight in Speakers Magazine, but you could go to speakersmagazine.com and watch her speaker reel and all the other things as well. So with that, I am Pam Perry and I am out. Take care. Bye-bye.